Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, so welcome to decluttering versus organizing, which is a really, really important distinction. Um, I think a lot of times as moms, especially, we think that we need to have better organizing skills. We have Pinterest boards dedicated to how to organize your kitchen, how to organize the playroom, how to organize kids' clothes and closets. And we walk into places like Target or we get on Amazon and because we live in a world of expert marketers, they show us all kinds of things like storage units and bins and over the door hangers and all of these organizational hacks and things that look great for a picture and are great for a Pinterest board and are great for like a Pinterest search and it will pop up and it will make you click on their site. But when you try and implement it in your daily life, in your real world, everyday life, it all quickly comes undone. Hey, Emily. And it gets really, really frustrating because we want to be organized. We want to know where everything is. We want to be able to find it when we need it. Hey, Danielle. Um, we want to um, we want to have a home that feels good and that is easy to be in where we can find find things quickly and easily, especially as parents, especially as moms, especially when we are trying to get the kids out the door to go to daycare or to school or to wherever it is, you know, we're, we're pretty desperate for these organizational solutions and these hacks. And I'm here to tell you, you've probably heard me say it before, but I'm here to tell you again and again and again, you cannot organize clutter. And maybe, yeah, you can organize it for a day or two, maybe if you're lucky, even a week, but it's all going to come undone. And I've seen this not only in my home, but a lot of you know that I used to be a Montessori teacher. I was responsible. Um, Montessori does things a little bit differently. The school that I was at was a private school. It was not regulated. And we had 30 kids, ages three to five, in one classroom. And I was responsible for keeping all of the materials and supplies for 30 children organized. And I even learned that working with 30 kids that too much of a good thing or too much of anything is never a good thing and not sustainable. So you cannot organize clutter. And I'm gonna to talk to you about how you can kind of simplify it, how you can start getting comfortable with letting things go, how you can start trusting that yes, you will have everything that you ever need um, and that you, you're you never gonna go without, you're not gonna struggle by letting go of all of these things that you are trying to organize. And in fact, the opposite is gonna happen. You're gonna find the exact opposite to be true. Hey, Catherine, um, it's gonna be so much easier for you and it's gonna be sustainable. I have been living like this for five years and my home is always organized and I don't have to go out and buy all these fancy things. I'm not, hey, Savannah, I'm not spending a whole lot of time and money on bins and, and closet hangers and pop-up organizers and I just don't do that, but my, my home is organized and I can find everything quickly and easily and efficiently. But also, so can my kids. My kids know where to find things. And my kids know where to put things away, which is huge, especially as your kids get older and you don't want to spend all of your time cleaning up after them. You can say, hey, time to clean up your toys, time to put everything back where it goes. And they can easily do that and put it back where they go. So um, let's talk about, I have some notes here, um, but 
I want to, I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about it. These things that you are trying to organize, when do you actually use these things? So we can talk about like, let's talk about toys. Um, when you're trying to organize your toys, how often are your kids actually playing with these things? And how often do you actually see them playing with them, truly playing with them, not just throwing them around the room or throwing them around the house? Um, how often are they actually using it the way that it's meant to be used? So think about that and think about whether they spend more time playing with it or are you spending more time trying to organize it and clean it up and go behind them and put it away and find a way to organize it and find a way to keep it nice and neat? You know, what are you spending more time on? Actually using the way, using it the way that it was meant to be used or are you spending more time just trying to clean it up and manage it? So think about that because if the answer is you're spending more time, the only time you pay attention to it is when you're trying to clean it up or when you're trying to organize it, then you need to reevaluate whether you really need it or not. So toys can kind of be overwhelming, but let's think about like the hallway closet. It's full of a bunch of blankets and sheets and towels. When do you actually use those? Are you using them on the beds or do you only pay attention to them when you need to organize that closet or when you need to wash those sheets or when you, you know, somebody has an accident on the sheets and then you need to switch them out, which um, if you guys know, like we don't have spare sheets, which sounds crazy. It's not something that we did on purpose. We just kind of stumbled into it. And now I don't go out and buy extra sheets because I know that we we don't need them. Like when the kids have an accident at night, I would throw the sheets in the washer and then the dryer and then put them back on the bed and they use the spare blankets to sleep on for the night. Um, so if the only times that you're paying attention to these things is when you need to organize it or, or when you need to find something that's it, underneath it, like you need to get to the, the towels that are underneath the sheets in the closet, that's the only time you move those sheets, that's clutter and you don't need it, and you don't need to organize it, and you don't need to keep it in your closet, and you don't need to keep it. Um, it's clutter. So I want you to start shifting the way that you, you, are, you have the things in your home. If it's in your bathroom, and the only time that you get to those lotions or those soaps is when you feel like you need to get your bathroom reorganized, that's clutter. You don't need it. So, um, it's kind of this idea, the, the saying that says, if you build it, they will come. So if you, <laughs> if you go out and buy special organizational bins, you're going to find clutter to put it in there instead of just getting rid of the clutter. You know, if you don't need it, don't keep it. If the only, like I said, I sound like I'm going to repeat, but if the only time you ever pay attention to it is when you need to organize it, it's clutter. Um, if you're not using it often and it doesn't have a specific purpose, it's clutter. So get rid of it. Stop trying to organize it. Stop driving yourself crazy. Stop making yourself feel like you're not a good homemaker or a good organizer or a good housekeeper or, or a good mom or a good wife because you can't stay organized. Nobody can keep that organized. Like, have you walked into a dollar store? Um, like I, I'm only picking, I, I do like the dollar store for certain things, but if you are tasked with a job of keeping a dollar store organized, like that job has to suck because there's so many things in there, so many things, and people move it from here to here to here. They pick it up and they think they want it, and then they drop it off on the shelf over here. And there's just so much in there that organizing that store has to be a nightmare. Like, and that's basically what your home turns into. You're trying to build all these tiny little specific compartments for every little thing in your home, and it's not even things that you need. Um, so 
stop building places and buying these organizational things and finding these hacks and these ways to keep things organized when you don't even need it in the first place. Um, if you build it, they will come. If you build special organizational spots, the clutter will come. Um, and I'm gonna talk about this again. It's something that we've kind of been talking about um, the last like week or so, but believe in abundance. Believe that you always have enough. So a lot of times people don't get rid of their clutter because they worry that they will need it and they won't have it, or they will need it and they don't have the money to get it again, or they spent money on it and they feel like it's wasting money, or some sort of lack mindset, some sort of scarcity mindset, some sort of like, oh my gosh, there's not enough in the world to go around. I need to hoard everything in my house and keep it. And that's not serving you. It's important to be prepared, but there's a complete, there's a huge, huge difference between being prepared and living in a scarcity mindset that is holding you back and keeping you stuck and suffocated and drowning and not able to organize your clutter and not able to have a house that feels good to be in. Um, so believe in abundance. Believe that you always have enough. Um, some of you guys, you know, hey, Edith, um, you know my story about um, only bringing three suitcases of one of toys and three, one of, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not feeling great. Um, one of toys two of clothes, and that's all we had. And I don't tell you guys that to be like, that should be your goal. Your goal should be able to fit all of your possessions into three suitcases. That's not why I tell you that. The reason that I tell you that is because we did that and we were totally okay. We still had everything that we needed. My kids had enough toys, we had enough clothes, um, and we were okay. So when I tell you that story, it's not to be like, you should only have three suitcases of stuff. It's to let you know that the problem that you have isn't that you don't have enough. The problem is that you have too much and you can stand to get rid of a lot of it if you're feeling overwhelmed and still be okay. You're not going to die. You're not going to, you're not going to go without, you're not going to be homeless. You're not going to be naked. Um, you're not going to starve. You're not going to be cooking without utensils. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And I can tell you that because I've done it and I was okay. I was more than okay. As you guys know, I say that I was way more than okay. It was the best decision that we ever made for our family. So start believing in your abundance. Okay. Start believing that you will always have enough. Stop going out and buying eight things of hand soap because it's 50 cents off. And then you're adding clutter on top of clutter on top of clutter because you're scared that one day you're not going to have enough money to buy hand soap or laundry soap or clothes or whatever. You're always going to have enough. It's always going to come to you. You don't need to hoard it under your sink and forget about it and, and have it expire before you even get a chance to use it. Um, just really, really trust, trust that you have enough. You always have enough. The problem is not that you never, that you don't have enough or that you won't have enough. The problem is that you have too much and it's too much of the wrong things. Okay. So I know when I'm talking about like abundance, I'm like, you have enough, you have everything you need. You're probably like, what are you saying? But if you're holding on to these things because out of fear, if you're holding on to your clutter out of fear or because of scarcity or because your lack of money or lack of resources or lack of time or lack of whatever, you're going you're gonna to keep getting that kind of stuff. When you can let things go and be like, I am opening up this space to give me back so much more of what I actually want, then things start to get really good for you. And then you stop trying to organize your clutter and then you stop driving yourself crazy. Um, so I want to distinguish that right off the bat. Decluttering is way different than organizing 
can't organize clutter, you have to declutter first. So I do wanna leave you with some organizational tips that I just use kind of as a blanket standard that I used in my classrooms um, that worked for the kids that I worked, that they were able to use this system. And if three to five-year-olds can use this system and it works, then I know that it can work for you as an adult. So I have two, two basic rules. So <clears throat> the first one kind of sets the foundation for what you need to do. Hey, Sincere, you should like spell out your name. Like this is how you say it. <laughs> So that I can hopefully be saying it the wrong way, or hopefully be saying it the right way. Um, but the first rule, tip, best organizational tip that I have for you in regards to organizing is having one spot for everything and everything in that spot. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but when you have one spot for everything, you don't just leave it everywhere. So. I like using the example of the hairbrush. Like growing up, my dad would buy us hairbrush after hairbrush after hairbrush after hairbrush because we could never ever find it because we had so many sincere. Oh, it's really pretty, sincere. Okay. Um, um, so he would buy us brush and brush and brush and brush and we would lose brush after brush after brush after brush because we knew that we had like 10 of them and we could leave it in the kitchen or on the couch, or we could bring it into the car, or we could put it in our backpack, or we could walk out of the bathroom and brush our hair in the yard, and it didn't matter because, you know, we would just go find one somewhere else. And then what would happen is that we ended up not having any brushes. We couldn't find them anywhere because we couldn't remember where we left them, and then we would randomly find one, and, but it was just like this vicious cycle. When you have too much, like, you get complacent, and you get careless, and you lose it, and you don't know where it is, and it gets really, really frustrating. And then you go and collect them throughout the house and then you have a box of like 10 brushes and then, and then it's super frustrating. So what I do now, because I don't want to have that kind of frustration with my kids is my daughter has one brush and it stays in her drawer in the bathroom and she is responsible for that one brush. It's way too much for her to keep track of 10 different brushes. So she has one and I have one because we don't want to, I don't want to share brushes because um, she did have lice and I don't want to get lice. So we don't share brushes, but um, she has one brush in her bathroom, in her door, she, in her drawer. If she takes it out of the bathroom and she loses it, it's on her to find it. And she knows that. And she usually remembers where she puts it, put it because she only has one. Um, and she is responsible for that. And somebody posted a thing about snow gear the other day. She had like two sets of snow gear and a lot of people are like, yes, have a backup. But this is what I found also with snow gear and boots and gloves and hats. When they have so many, they don't keep track of them. And I don't feel like I have to treat, keep track of them because I'm like, oh, it's fine. You know, leave it wherever because we have backups. And what ends up happening is that we lose all of those backups. And then I have to go out and buy more, more gloves because we can't find the one. And so my kids have one set of snow gear, snow pants, one set of gloves, one hat, one pair of boots and they keep it all together and they know that they, they have this one spot for it and that's where it goes. And if they don't put it in there, they better go find it and put it back in that spot so that they know where it is. And um, that's just how I do it. And that's how I did it in my classrooms. That's how I do it at home. Like everything has a spot and everything is in its spot. And if it's not in its spot, you know, at the end of the day, that's partly why we do our nightly reset is so that we can 
go put everything back where it goes before the next day starts. And we're not like waking up in the morning, like, oh crap, where's my brush? I couldn't find it. I left it down in the kitchen and I went into the bathroom to brush my hair and it was gone. So is this making sense to you guys? Um, we think that we're doing ourselves a favor by having multiples of these items and we're really making our life so much more difficult because we just throw them around wherever because we're like, whatever, you know, I'll find one somewhere. Um, so that is my first tip. One spot for everything and everything that's spot. So a spot, a place for everything, everything that's place. It's so simple. And if your home is really cluttered, it's gonna take you a little while to get to this point where you can kind of like shift it around. But even like my cleaning supplies, all of my cleaning supplies stay in a little bin under my sink. Um, all of them, except for the laundry soap. Laundry soap obviously stays in the laundry room because I'm not gonna walk downstairs to the kitchen to get laundry soap. So laundry soap and dryer sheets stay in the laundry room, but my bathroom cleaner, my tile cleaner, my kitchen cleaner, my mop stuff, um, my sponges, my scrub brushes, my all that is in a little bin under, <coughs> um, I've been organizing the bathrooms and getting rid of tons of things. Yes, Sire. Um, I know all my cleaning supplies are right there. So all I have to do is pull it out, get what I need, go clean the area that I'm gonna clean, and then I bring it right back. And then I'm not buying, I'm not like, oh, I can't remember if we have toilet cleaner, or I don't remember if we have dusting stuff. I know it's right there, and when it's gone or almost gone, I know to go get more. And this is where I wanna to talk to you a little bit about the abundance thing. Like we buy things because you're like, 50 cents off, heck yeah, I'm gonna get 12 of them. And then you already had a bunch at home and you don't need more. Like you don't need more. Now you have a bunch of cleaning supplies that is actually just clutter and you have a bunch of them probably opened and haven't used them all and they're scattered throughout the house. And, and that's the definition of clutter. <laughs> Too much just exploding everywhere. Um, so I, even my cleaning supplies, I know that's a big thing for people. And they think that they're doing themselves a favor by like, oh, I'm gonna just keep it up here. I'm gonna keep it in the hallway closet. I'm gonna keep it under the bathroom sink. And they think that they're doing themselves a favor so that it's right there. You know, instead of taking 15 seconds to walk down to the kitchen where the cleaning supplies are, they're like, oh, it's just right here. But the thing is, then when you go clean the other bathroom, you can't remember where you left it. You can't remember if you have any. And I mean, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about because that's probably what you do now too. And that's what I used to do. And now that I'm not in that anymore, it's absolutely worth it to me to walk 15 seconds downstairs to go get the bathroom cleaner and the scrubs and clean the bathrooms and then bring it all back downstairs so that I know what I have, I know where it is, I'm not frustrated by it. I don't have to worry about the baby getting into it, which can be dangerous. I mean, you see things on, the, on like Facebook and stuff all the time about babies who got into the Tide Pods or whatever. And of course it's an accident, but you know, when you accidentally forget where you leave something and the baby gets it, I mean, that sucks. So even if you don't want to do it for like convenience sake, do it for safety sake. Um, yeah. So that's my first tip. Let's see. Um, sincere. What's about one, what's about one pair in a color the kids like, I usually hate and one pair in matching colors. I like usually neutral and that's honestly everything. I like neutrals and everything too. Um, all right, Savannah, are you talking about snow clothes? If you want to deal, if you want to do that, do that. But my kids are older now, so I just let them pick what they want and I don't care. <laughs> because honestly, I don't want to manage two snowsuits for them. Um, I just make sure that whatever it is that they pick, 
matches so that it looks nice because I do want them to look nice, but I just really don't obsess over the details, especially because they're older now and I want them to have their own style. I want them to have what they like. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to have to keep track of that's six snowsuits. I don't want to keep track of that. That is too much for me. And I'm going to get really overwhelmed by that really quickly. Um, but if you want to do that, do that. I just, I don't want to spend my time doing that. Um, and I don't really want to spend money on that either, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I just don't want to. Um, I have one thing of Clorox wipes in the bathroom and everything else in the mudroom. Yeah. And see, Shamra, like little things like that, like um, we have kind of the same thing, like under the sink, we have um, just wipes for like when my son pees on the toilet <laughs> and he can clean it up. Like there's the wipe, clean it up. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. So that's my first organizational tip for you. Um, the second one and the last one is for like actually like in the closets or in your drawers, um, get rectangular bins, bins and boxes, like shallow ones. Let me see, Kaylee's asleep, so I don't wanna leave her. I'm trying to think of where. I think we have some in the bathroom, but shallow bins to like kind of separate your thing, your items. So let me show you my bathroom.
Um, but it keeps it organized and separate and it's not complicated. Um, hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.